Thank you for downloading The Pursuit Podcast. For more information on The Pursuit, visit thepursuitsoco.com. All right. Well, um, here we go. So, we're starting a sermon series this month. We're doing it for September and October called Created for Connect. Cultivating, creating, maintaining healthy relationships. What do you think? that sound okay? We figured going into the holidays, you know, things can get sticky with family and friends. So it's a good uh, topic leading into the holidays. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I didn't even get to hug you. Hi, you're here. Yay. <laughs> so good to see your faces in real life. We'll have to have it went later. We'll talk about it. I don't want to put you on the spot. Okay. Oh. So we're doing a series. I think, you know, core values here is that connection is crucial. I believe that everything God did from the beginning of time was about connection. He created us for relationship, for real, authentic, genuine relationship. He created us to have that with him. and Otherwise, there's no reason to be here. It's the whole reason he did all of it is because he wanted real, authentic connection just to have awesome, amazing people to fellowship with. He created us. So the next few months, we're just going to talk about that. And I thought today, I apologize. This is, I'll just be vulnerable. You know me. I'm just, can't hide what's going on. But this is, I'm actually really nervous today. Um, <laughs> and I, that's not something that happens to me. So... <laughs> This is a very comfortable, normally a very comfortable place for me, but today I'm nervous because I feel like I'm into something and I'm stepping into something that's, um, it's going to be amazing, but it's a little scary, all right? So bear with me. (laughs) But today I want to talk about what I believe are the two most important relationships in your life, your relationship with God, obviously, and your relationship with self. And I believe that all things flow from those two relationships. And if we don't get those two relationships really dialed to be able to love other people unconditionally. All right? So that's what I'm going to talk about. Let's pray. Stretch your hands out to me. (laughs) Jesus, help. Uh, Father, I just ask for um, the grace to say what you want me to say today. And that um, my heart would be heard today. That uh, what you're trying to do in this community would be heard in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, okay. I'm just going to read a scripture real quick, and then we're going to dive in. All right. Here we go. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Meaning, everything in the Bible, everything is about these two commandments. <laughs> love God, love people. All right. And we have to look at the order that he put them in, because he put love God, love yourself, and then you can love people. (laughs) Because 
if we really desire true, authentic connection with other people, we have to start with God and ourselves. Because to the degree that we have intimacy with the Lord and love ourselves is the degree that we can love other people. Stunted by our inability to love ourselves or our inability to connect with God. Okay? So there's some people that would say, and granted, we're human, so we take things too far. But some people would say that self-care is too selfish. It's not something that you should really spend very much time in. But like I said, I would argue that if you don't love yourself, it's really hard to love other people. If you don't have unconditional love for yourself, it's really hard to have un for other people. Right? And I used to, uh, if I'm honest, I used to not like myself very much. And I found myself in constant competition with people, in constant jealousy, in constant wishing I was more like X, Y, Z. And what happens is, is when you don't love yourself and you're not confident in who you are, you begin to compromise your core values so you can look like someone else. You begin to compromise your calling and your gifting so that you can look like someone else. If you don't really have it dialed who you are, you will compromise who you are. And Daniel and I were talking about this the other day. It's like our desire is to love people unconditionally and have real authentic relationships and bring who you are to other people. But the question then is, who am I? <laughs> right? I can't be me to you if I don't know who I am and if I don't really love myself. And so we are called to love ourselves, but the best way that I know how to fall in love with myself is to fall in love with Jesus. I'm not texting, I'm switching the slide. <laughs> All right. All right, this is where we get into it, all right? So bear with me. I wrote this last year, this mission statement. And I wrote it because I've experienced this. These beautiful people over here have done this for me. And uh, I would not be the man that's standing in front of you today if these people didn't love me like that. They love me through some really poor choices. They've loved me through some really poor behavior. And if it wasn't for this, I would not be here. We are called to love people unconditionally without the expectation of change. But that's impossible to do if you don't know and haven't experienced the absolute unconditional love of the Father. I was um, having dinner with 
a friend, it was a new friend, we were at dinner with a bunch of people, and he's not a believer, and he, he asked me what I did, and we started talking about it, and he asked me this question, and he said, why do you think Christianity is the most popular religion in the world? And I responded right away with, because in my estimation, every other religion's deity or God requires you to do something for them to accept and love you. And with Christianity, all you have to do is be. And even before you be, (laughs) he died for you. And so that understanding that there's nothing we can do to make God love us more or less is the foundation of loving ourselves. So there's this thing that's been happening to me the last couple months. I live in this space of vulnerability most of the time. It's just there's a level of vulnerability that I'm really comfortable with. And... The Lord has been not letting me be comfortable with it. And he's calling me, drawing me deeper to really look inside and really find out what's going on in here. And it is scary. And so I have some empathy now for what I've been asking you all to do. <laughs> so bear with me. This is, um, it's scary, okay? It's scary for me. Uh, last year, last year was rough. Last year was probably the worst year I've ever had. It was emotionally draining and really painful. And I didn't always handle it well. And there was a season where I was finding comfort in not the best places, you know. And so I was, there's this one night and I'm, you know, I probably had couple glasses of wine or something like that and and the pain just wouldn't go away and so as I walked to the liquor cabinet listen I'm not making a commentary on whether or not drinking is a sin or not okay that's not what this is that's for you and the Holy Spirit to work out I'm just telling you what happened for me okay so as I walked to the liquor cabinet again flood of emotion, all the guilt, all the shame. Don't you know you're supposed to turn to Jesus when you're hurting? Don't you know you're a leader? This isn't good for your family. This isn't good for you. But I was hurting, and I just wanted it to stop. And in that moment, Jesus stepped (laughs) 
stepped into my pain, and he didn't even take it away. He said to me, son, it's okay. This is what you have to do right now. And it's not always going to be like this. But we're okay. drawing me it's the first time in my life I feel like I don't have to change who I am I don't ever have to be better <laughs> and for someone like me who's a performer that's really freeing and really freaking scary because now what <laughs> I just be that's weird So I'm not saying that we don't try to be better, but we don't try to be better to be loved more. See, the very thing that makes me feel free, like I don't have to change, is the very thing that pulls me to want to change. It's the very thing that draws me. It's that drive for connection. And I find myself making these little behavior adjustments just because I want to be closer to his heart. The reason I am the man that I am here today isn't because I wanted my family to love me more. It's because I knew they loved me no matter what. And that drove me to want to be better for them. I saw how my behavior began to disconnect me from the people that I love the most. I saw how it hurt them, and that is what drove me to change. I've realized that, like I said, he's asking me to, to go deeper and be more vulnerable, but I realize like I have a lot of fear and have for as long as I can remember that if I don't do something for people, they won't love me. That if I don't offer who I am to you, then you won't care for who I am. But when you realize that it just doesn't matter what you do. Then all of the sudden, instead of performing and doing things to be loved more, I'm driving towards connection with him just because I want to be a friend of Jesus. Because I want to be found trustworthy. I want to be found trustworthy with, with you, <laughs> with my family. I want to be found trustworthy with his secrets with him, with who he is, with his nature. And that is a different level of relationship. And from that level of relationship where I am changing, I'm trying to be better, 
because I just desire connection. Listen, so I don't not cheat on my wife because she'll find out, right? Like that's, I do it because that would disconnect us, right? Even if she never knew, I would feel disconnected from her, right? And so it's, it's, we have this idea that, oh, we, we don't do bad things because Jesus will find out about it. That's not the point. The point is, I want to be closer to your heart. I want you to be closer to my heart. And man, guys, there's, there's in the last couple months, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. How many of us have known in our head for a long time, God loves us unconditionally, yeah? Okay, if you've been raised in any sort of church, especially our stream, like that's a common train of thought, okay? It says it in the Bible. Must be true. But there's something about knowing it and knowing it. And I truly believe that it's my job as a leader of this community to have encounters and to receive revelations so I can give it away. And there's been something happening to me. I cannot explain it. It's sovereign. But like I said, I have never in my life felt like I didn't have to change. There's a contentment in my heart now. I don't know how to explain it, but I want to give it away. because here's the thing, if, if we're meant to be his hands and feet, right, we're meant to represent Jesus, we have to know it in here. Because if we don't know it in here, we can't give that away. You know, everyone is on their own journey, just trying to be better, and we all just want to be accepted and loved unconditionally for where we're at in that journey, right? And that is our job, just to love people where they're at, on their journey. It's not our job to judge. But what's interesting is that the very thing that causes people to not feel judged is the thing that will cause them, it will be the catalyst for them to want to change. Your unconditional love for people will cause them to want to be better. Them knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that they don't have to change in your presence They don't have to be different. They don't have to pretend everything's okay. They don't have to be a different version of themselves when they're around you. (laughs) How many parts do we play with different people, huh? I don't want anyone to feel like that around me. I want everyone who is in my life to feel like I love them just the way they are. Of course I want the best for them, and I want to see them be the best version of themselves. But I want to love like I have been loved. It's been, um, I've been a Christian since I was four years old. It's going on 37 years of trying to figure this thing out. (laughs) it's not something that you can make happen this experience it's not something you can twist God's arm and get him to show you 
but I'm really excited what he's going to do in this season. He's up to something. And I've told a couple of people, it's the first time in my life that I've ever said, God is doing something, and I wasn't trying to convince myself. Love God, love ourselves, love people. All of the Bible summed up in three lines. So what I want to do, I know this is quick, but I just want to take a little bit of time, and um, I want to pray for you. I want to give away what I've been given. Is that okay? All right, so stand with me. You want to play something? Okay, perfect, yeah. I'll be quick so we can go eat. No one brought a casserole, right? It's okay, I still love you, no matter what. You don't have to change. You can bring your casseroles. I'll love you just the way you are, even if it's gross. (laughs) Hmm. All right, guys, hands out. Assume the position. (laughs) The receiving position. Oh, Father, Holy Spirit. (laughs) Hmm. All right, I just want you to take a really big breath in through your nose. Feel those lungs and breathe it out. Good, let's do that again. We're going to do it a couple times. I just, we're going to clear it all out. Every past expectation, every past religious notion, we breathe it out. Every past experience with people, feeling like you have to be different to be lovable, we just breathe it out. Holy Spirit, you're so good. (sighs) Right now, I just ask that everything you've given me, you would give them. Holy Spirit, I believe right now he is healing some relationship wounds, some people have told you you had to change, you had to be different, that who you were was offensive to them. The Holy Spirit's healing that right now. Hmm. I saw a picture of (laughs) a father and a child, a father and a daughter, specifically. And he was... um, not being nice. And from that moment, you learned you had to be different around men to be accepted and loved. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would step into that person's life right now. Heal it up. There's someone here who um, had a marriage fall apart. 
and they feel like the only way they'll be loved again is to change who they are. Holy Spirit, I ask you to heal that right now. Someone here who's had a sibling tell them they weren't good enough. Holy Spirit, heal it right now. <laughs> All right, just breathe them in. Big breath in. Breathe out the pain. Let it go. Holy Spirit, wash your unconditional love over these hearts. Wash your unconditional love over these minds. And I ask that your revelation, the revelation of your unconditional love, would get into our hearts. Would get into our hearts. Mm. Mm. One more time, deep breath in. Everybody okay? Let's hang out just for a few more minutes, all right?
Well, Father, I just ask that you would seal it. That there would be a grace in this next week just to feel your presence, to feel your love, to feel your joy over us. That we would just, it would increase over this next week. Like a snowball, it would just increase. That we would be changed. (laughs) Yeah, I just ask that you would give all of us an amazing week that it would be free of stress and pain that it would be filled with joy and fun and rest in jesus name we all said amen i love you guys so much we're gonna have some food here in a second so have a great day Thank you for listening to The Pursuit Podcast. For more information about The Pursuit, visit us at thepursuitsoco.com.